world around me. And so I think all of these things came together to sort of put me in a position where I felt I just wanted to escape. Sitting in his lab, where he was surrounded by fly-eating robots and a humanoid head called Eva, which sat propped like a trophy at his desk, Dylan thought, if all this technology that we depend on weren't here for us, could we survive? If the internet went down and the banking system went down and the shops ran out of food, I would be completely useless. So he started dreaming of a return to nature, of living off the land, of becoming a survivalist. And that's when he came up with an idea for an experiment. He'd recruit people, and they'd pretend that society had collapsed. Out of this apocalypse, they'd use their own hands to rebuild and create a sort of utopia, a place where humans depend on each other, not on devices or robots. At first, I called it an experiment in utopia. This community would be based on three main ideas. Firstly, it would be a learning community, so each member would have some distinctive skill or area of knowledge that they could teach the others, like growing vegetables or making boots or building accommodation. The second main idea would be that it was a working community, so everyone would have to contribute by working, and the money to fund the experiment would all come from me. The third main idea was that it would be strictly time-limited. This was very explicitly just to last 18 months. I phoned up a, a friend of mine at the time and sort of told her about the idea, and she was saying, well, wh why do you want to do this? And I was saying, well, you know, I want to you know, inspire people, I want to make people more aware of the dire straits that the planet is in. And she said to me, Dylan, you've got a god complex. <laughs> My family, my mother was very worried about what this would mean. My sister would advise me to not sell the house, to take out some legal cover. Everyone was giving me lots of uh, good advice, but um, I was completely incapable of listening to any advice then. I was just um, so fired up with this plan. Dylan sold his 200-year-old cottage in the Cotswolds. He rented three acres of farmland up in the Scottish Highlands, and he started recruiting volunteers. I put up a web page asking for volunteers to come and join me in this experiment in post-apocalyptic living. I didn't really know if anyone would apply at all, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised when within a couple of months I already had over 300 applications. So in 2006, I quit my job and I moved up to Scotland to start the Utopia experiment. The first few nights I was there on my own, Socrates, my cat, was uh, really not very thrilled to be living in a tent. I didn't see him very often from then on. The first volunteer to arrive was Adam. He was dressed in a sort of cowboy hat with a feather poking out of his hatband and black leather cycling shorts over sort of bright red socks and a British Airways blanket thrown around his shoulders and a very sort of uh, a long grey beard. He looked a bit like Gandalf out of Lord of the Rings. But uh, 
He was very passionate about the experiment and he had been living on various communities around England and Wales for several years, so I thought he was probably quite a good person to have in the sense of being quite experienced about this kind of way of living. The sun was beginning to go down and Adam and I, we realised that we wouldn't have time to put up the second year that day. So we began to make a fire, we cooked some supper, some beans as a stew with some potatoes and carrot. And um, we sat back and admired the yurt that we had put up. It was a great moment to look there and look around and beautiful sight and listen to the sounds of the birds singing as the sun was setting. And I'd sort of imagined myself gradually transforming from this rather than nerdy robotics uh, engineer into a strapping backwoodsman who could be handy with a, a saw and a hammer and a screwdriver and a chisel. Adam wandered off to the first yurt to go to bed and I wandered back to my tent. I sort of snuggled up into my sleeping bag and switched off the torch and then I thought I heard a wolf howl in the distance.